This Short Code podcast is a proud member of the MedEd Media Network. Inspiration, information, and guidance on your journey to medical school and beyond at mededmedia.com. Meandering in the margins of medicine, it's the Short Code podcast. Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews. By students, for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at theshortcode.com. Welcome back to the Short Code Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Etler, and I'm surrounded by a universal light, shining upon me with its warming rays, enlivening my perceptions of this universe I inhabit, bringing out its, its colors and its textures like the the brightest sun shining upon a tidal pool. If we extend that last mo- me- that last metaphor, that makes my co-host crabs, ripping the flesh <laughs> off of the, the dead fish of medical knowledge. Say hello to fiddler crab Kylie Miller. Hey. And here is horseshoe crab Matt Wilson. <clears throat> hello. Blue crab Tenemay Kone is also here. Back at it again. And hermit crab Patrick Brow is with us. <laughs> I identify more as a mantis shrimp, but, you know, we'll go okay. with it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm about to Google it. That's not a crab, though. <laughs> it isn't a crab. There. Yeah. I'm just rolling with the tide. I think you'll agree I'm pretty good at this metaphor thing. I guess. Right? Uh, welcome, you guys. I'd like to start off the show with a call from listener Armon, Armon, who called in at uh, 347 Short CT. Is that okay with you guys? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Hey, Dave. And, uh... Uh, I guess base friends. Uh, my name is Armand, and I'm going to go to med school, finally, uh, at G- uh, the George Washington University in D.C. in fall. And I wanted to say I loved your recent episode on the fact that your gap year job doesn't matter, and I wanted to pitch in something really quick. Uh, so I was the director for my undergrad's basketball band for a couple of years, which is really stressful. But in the end, uh, I used that experience to kind of uh, spin it into, like, I – was uh, super stressed, and the environment is really chaotic at a basketball game, if you've ever been uh, to one. If you look at the people who are running the music and the production, they are under a lot of stress. Um, And I used that in my interview uh, with the med school as a way of saying that uh, that would make me a better doctor. Um, In the end, I found out that the person who was interviewing me had a sister in band and was also an ED doc, so I'm sure that he was uh, very acquainted with chaos. Um, and so I just wanted to say that I think you can pretty much spin any experience into helping you in your future in medicine, unless it's something crazy like uh, I I shot people, which is I don't I don't think that would work out. I don't know. What do you think, Tanime? Can you, can yeah, you, yeah. I, I think you could definitely spin this. Yeah. All right. So let's say let's say for argument's sake, I was XCIA. Of course, they wouldn't confirm or deny that. You know, all that going around killing people. Sometimes it's not as easy as just walking up and shooting somebody. Sometimes you have to get, you have to get creative, right? Play a little the 3D pl- chess, as yeah. they say. Planning. Planning. I mean, I'm no Kellyanne Conway, but you yeah. can probably spin anything. You can spin a, a lot of way. things, yes. It's like those, like, those, uh, that guy, uh, like Kim Jong-un's, uh, like, brother. Oh, yeah, I brother. heard about that. Yeah. Oh, oh he my got, God. Yeah, he got assassinated with, uh, what was it, like, uh, the, the it was like, a gas or something. The, didn't she like touch it was like, him? I think it was VX or something. Yeah, like VX that. or yeah. Sharon or something right. like that. Yeah, well, you got to know, like, you know, you got to know your assassin's poisons. And, right. like, I mean, that's technically not shooting somebody, but. Yeah. This got really dark really I think fast. We, I think we can lump it all in. Yeah. Uh, you know, come to medical school. You'll learn p- ways to kill people without getting caught. Right. Like doctors, sometimes as a hitman, you might have to work with unsavory characters. You will. And I've always found it's very helpful. 
to uh, in your interview, let's make it at least a little educational. If you're going to a school that you want to go to, usually you do some research, you mm-hmm. look at their curriculum, what they're into. So mm-hmm. here at the University of Iowa, we're very into IPE or interprofessional education. True. Which means you're working as a part of a healthcare team. Yeah. And with any team with people, there's going to be conflict. True. And there's no one better at conflict resolution. <laughs> Then an assassin. Yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah, I kill you. Conflict with all. <laughs> <laughs> now, where's my money? <laughs> uh, all right. It's in Bitcoin. Anyways, way to start off. Way to start off on a light note there, Dave. Yeah, well, we, he actually we like it. He, he actually has more uh, that he would like oh, yeah, play that. to ask. Um, but I have a topic for your guests. Uh, so I was really interested in your uh, episode about what you guys were doing uh, before medicine. Uh, and medical school. I was also interested uh, in what you guys have been doing during medical school, and I mean stuff that isn't related to medicine at all. Um, like I said, I was in band, so music is a huge part of my identity, and as medical school coaches, I'm getting very scared that I'm not going to be able to continue doing anything related to music, and I'm worried that my identity as a medical student is going to overshadow my identity as anything else. So how are you dealing with that medical students and how are you capable of being a medical student as well as something else and how do you keep it all in balance and a lot of questions so thanks for the show Dave and friends uh, it's kept me sane and entertained for the longest time and uh, yeah thanks guys you're welcome thank you for your call appreciate that so what do you think guys do you are you are you anything else other than a med student I mean, the fact that the four of us are sitting here kind of proves that we're something other than like a bookworm that like sits in the library mm-hmm. with, you know, our lecturers all day studying. So, yeah, I uh, do you guys have hobbies that you engage in or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's like part of what I like to do when I have time. Well, you got to budget the time first off, but like volunteering quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, there's campus organizations that you can become affiliated with that give you opportunity when it's convenient to like go out and actually do something, you know, altruistic. Um, when that's not going on, you know, just finding time to like sit down for 30 minutes and play a video game or I don't know, do something a little bit more constructive. No, <laughs> no, there's no, nothing more constructive than video <laughs> nothing games. more constructive than a good, yeah. GTA four, whatever. What oh, are we up yeah, to now? GTA five. nine, GTA twelve. I have no idea. Yeah, you skipped a few, but but right. I I also enjoy playing online games. I prefer mm-hmm. online multiplayer games with mm-hmm. actual people. Yeah, and it's it's a great way for me to say things I can never say in this building <laughs> <laughs> to another human being. Um, while while, while so you're one of those people that like I just internet things about your mother. And, yeah. <laughs> I've I've, I've evolved past your mother jokes. So <laughs> well, well done. I'm proud of that. One step ahead of Matt. One That's step right. ahead. Yeah. Well, I think if, especially as a long-term listener of the podcast, you've probably picked up on the fact that students here, at least at Carver, are very engaged in other activities. So um, a fr- few friends of mine that are podcasters here as well are part of like the hospital orchestra because music was a big part of their college experience and their, it's still uh, being integrated into their med school life. We personally have a talent show here and the amount of musical talent that you can see um, in our fellow classmates is really impressive. Um, or I think about Aditi, who on another podcast talked about um, the dance team that she's a part of mm-hmm. here at Iowa. And she like practices, she's like four to eight hours, I think, a week of like intense dance practice. Yeah. Yeah. So. She does a lot of work. With, and it and it 
is definitely a part of who she is and she has not given up on it she's you know made her way through her first and second years i think at this point yeah <clears throat> um and managed to maintain that part of her what about you uh matt do you uh i this summer actually and uh i mean i so i play pick up soccer quite quite a bit um either there's kind of like a group of uh, people in our class or in the medical school that like to play or um, i'm in a couple of like facebook groups of just like general pickup soccer around town um so i do that and i've been getting a little bit more into like um like kind of like race races like cycling races and running races like i did kind of a like yeah. a couple of like like a duathlon and then like a um and it's it's like an adventure race which mm-hmm. was, it was sort of like a triathlon but with a canoe paddling instead of swimming right so stuff like that i mean but like specifically about music um like there's one of our classmates um i think he deferred his admission for a year actually to play with his band he has like a very good band um that they get gigs kind of like uh, around different places around Iowa and the Midwest. And should stuff. we should we plug them? Shout yeah. out to Jonathan, Jonathan Birdsall. Birdsall. Yeah, very talented. And he. Uh, What's the band? Uh, he's in like a few different bands. Yeah, I know he plays the Bad Goose Assets. Town. Yeah, Goose Town. Um, but he, uh, like they they just had like a I think they he was playing with some band like last night at. Uh, Gabe's, I think, or his moots tonight. I can't remember. Yeah, they opened but, for a big LA band too this week in Iowa. So yeah, I mean, you can study sixteen hours a day every day, but you're gonna hate your life. Yeah, um, and you're not gonna get a whole lot more benefit out of it than if you were to study like you know a normal amount. Yeah, you you guys said exactly what I would say, and and you know, like I always tell people, I've I've said it on the show before, like don't come to med school and just put your head down and study all the time. This is what I say to everybody who will talk to me. Um, I remember having that conversation with Dave in the hallway my first month of school. That's because I really wanted you on the podcast, probably. <laughs> but, I mean, like, if you do that, you know, you might get good grades, but you're going to be a miserable human being. And you're not going to get a lot better grades than you would otherwise. Yeah. yeah you have to, true. I mean, at some point you have to just... It's, I mean, the, it's a diminishing marginal return. For I mean, if, sure. you, if you watch a lot of, if you binge watch a lot of Netflix in your spare time, yeah, you might have to cut back on Netflix. <laughs> hey, shout out. I just watched all three seasons of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt there you in go. the last week. There you go. Okay, so. but it's also the summer. Well, yeah. she's on IMEI. <laughs> yeah. She's doing IMEI TA, so she's got oh, yeah. stuff to I, do. I am a busy uh, woman, but... I heard it's not that hard. You, shout out. Wait a it's, little. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely about prioritizing. To say that... We would be lying if you if we said that you weren't going to make sacrifices in medical school yeah. and mm-hmm. not do the things, every little thing that you want to do. Yeah. You're going to have to learn how to say no to some stuff. And for most people coming into med school, being type A, overachievers, we're people who don't say no often. So I think that's definitely been a growing experience for me this year. But it's also helped me see what are my real priorities and what do I value the most and what's going to help me regenerate for the hours that I do spend studying. And I'd say it's been a very kind of helpful learning experience. People make it into like a huge thing that it really isn't either. Like, I mean, it's like it's hard work and you have to put in the time, but it isn't like this huge, all consuming, like all life, you know, altering kind of commitment. You know, you can you can have a life you can you'll the first couple months you'll figure out you know, how it is you need to study and how it is you need to learn the material and you'll get kind of, you'll kind of get your routine down and then it's like, you know, you can kind of look for other things to do yeah. in your, 
you know, whatever time you have left. So I'm amazed at some of the things people do. Like, um, you know, I know people who travel constantly around the world. Mm -hmm. um, people who, like Phil, is, is a serial hobbyist. Which I still, <laughs> oh, God, think I said have hobbyist. Which I don't understand. <laughs> but he's like, he takes up a new hobby every week or so, you know. Yeah. Like it, and, and I would say that it's unusual. It's probably more unusual to find people who don't do anything other than study. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to hang around with them anyway. <laughs> Bunch of nerds. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I would. You know, maybe they have families, and 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 so they well, allocate. A hobby. They allocate everything say. to their family and everything else to their family, and so they don't really. I don't know. I'm just making shit up here. Well, like but, Sarah Ziegenhorn has like managed to start a whole nonprofit and manage that during this you know past year. Yeah. So people do things. Yes, people mm -hmm. do things. People do great things. Don't worry too much about it. Yeah, that's the bottom line. Um, I would like to know though. Once you start. Uh, over at Wash U, down at Wash U, I guess, ge geographically. He's going to GW. Oh. I went to Wash U for undergrad. It's Not a Wash U. Mistake, GW. That's me. what I meant to say. <laughs> I did mean to say that. Um, once you start medical school, I'd love to hear back from you at some point um, as to how good our, how closely your experience in your first year matches what we just said. So, you know, give us another call sometime, Armand, and, and uh, tell us how it's going. You guys, congratulations yeah, on, on yeah, Oh yeah, congrats. Totally. yeah. Uh, guys, in the movies, when somebody has a heart attack or stops breathing, the hero does a little CPR <laughs> incorrectly. I just up re-upped my BLS certification hey. yesterday. Congrats. So. Couple right. of couple of rescue breaths, maybe also incorrectly. Yep. And after a couple of uh, seconds of tense music, the victim coughs and begins breathing. I suspect that isn't accurate. Do you, as a BL, uh, as a recent BLS research, it's, recertified it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's not accurate. Yeah, it's not really how it works. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people who do CPR on people without checking their pulse. So like you know, they'll have like a, they'll have a pulse and be getting CPR. Basically working against it's the heart. Bad for you. Right. Yeah, you can have RNT. I read that one in ten patients survive a heart attack outside the hospital. Um, that's the figure. And the biggest factor in survival is the amount of time it takes to shock the heart back into normal rhythm. Mm -hmm. So I think, isn't it uh, early high quality CPR? Well, or is I, it early defibrillation? Probably a combination. I think it's early defibrillation. CPR is sort of a, as I remember, like you guys can, time. yeah, you're yeah, stalling for time, time and doing CPR. That, oh, yeah. you know, that might be the, it might be the number one predictive factor in whether you're like neurologically intact after. Ah, well, uh, it's, yeah, yeah, it's getting blood yeah. supply to the cardiac brain. arrest. Yeah. Well, researchers at the Karolinska, in <laughs> researchers at the Karolinska Institute in Stockholm ran some simulations that compared uh, how long it would take a drone to deliver an, an automatic emergency defibrillator to a patient versus how long it took oh. traditional EMS to arrive. Oh. The future is awesome. It's <laughs> terrifying. Just imagine them flying around just like shocking, just shocking, people. shocking people. Well, the I don't thing think with the drone... AEDs is that they will not deliver. They're smarter right. than most I, people. I've used one before. <laughs> but like the problem is it's a drone and it's technology and Skynet. Yeah, we should fear this. Yeah, yeah. it could be abused. The, well, it, <laughs> and it hacked. Is, so in the simulations, yeah. um, which were based on like real EMS dispatch and arrival times from 2006 to 2014 and involving actual drone flights, the drones managed to beat EMS by median of, fifth, of 17 minutes. That's quite um, a bit. Wow. Where was this done? Sto uh, in in uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Um, the time to take off for drones was a median of three seconds, while EMS took a median of three minutes just to leave the station. Um, the median drone arrival time was five minutes versus 22 minutes for EMS. 
Yo, Stockholm needs to get their EMS together. That's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Matt has some expertise here. Do you, so you did, uh, you were an EMT, right? I was, uh, I uh, went to paramedic school, but I like it abutted right Failed. up to medical school. Oh, so okay. I never actually worked as a paramedic. Oh, okay. No, I got my, I, I passed. Come on right. now. <laughs> I just, you know. But yeah, that's pretty bad, especially if it's taking you three minutes to get out the door. That would never be acceptable. Like, what the hell are you County doing during that three minutes? I don't know. Yeah, that's well, you're gathering information. You're getting your shit together. I don't know. I'm just making <laughs> shit up. I always have I've to go to the bathroom before I get in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta. You but gotta I wash a, my hands. You gotta take a we'll week. Just, we'll give you a catheter. It'll be fine. So, that's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm planning on for my surgery rotations. <laughs> what, what do you do? You have any? Can you speculate on what would be a, a more common EMT? I didn't really look up like like u.s national average or i'm sure it varies yeah no i mean I, i'm sure that you could get uh a lot of statistics and information on that um but i mean 22 minutes is it's a long time yeah that's ridiculous i mean um you would expect like that's not even like getting them back to the hospital either so you've yeah got... you would expect your scene time to be you would you would want to be on scene like within 10 minutes of a call yeah that probably like, carry a, a stretcher back and, and then you want to well <laughs> well the, and, the, and the average time... what's weird is the i think they said that the average drone flight or the median drone flight was two miles which doesn't really seem that that far um, for EMS to travel within. So I guess it w this was in like the in, in the city. city of Stockholm. So it could be like a really congested city. Uh, I haven't been. Hence my like, yeah, just walk the stretcher over. Because yeah. I mean, I, 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 you would think that this would be a really valuable thing for like rural areas um, that there's just not a high concentration mm -hmm. of people or AEDs, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so you could fly them out in AED real quick also, the statistic that kind of like flagged only the one out of ten hospital or heart attacks that occur outside of a hospital survive is that that's what I read that seems like a very small number to me. I mean, given the amount of heart attacks that I've seen come into the ER and that do survive, it just does seems like a i mean if this if they're measuring it with like that dispatch well like I can imagine but, dead as a are we talking cardiac arrest or are we talking like yeah. STEMI or NSTEMI? Because yeah, that's probably. that's very different. What did you just say? So like cardiac arrest where your heart stops beating yeah. versus you're having an acute MI where part of your myocardium is like ischemic, but your heart is still beating. Oh, okay. Because mm -hmm. I would believe that blood. for cardiac arrest, yeah. but your typical MI probably. Yeah, cardiac arrest that would be, that would seem more reasonable, one in 10. But. So this was a... I mean, there are some limitations here. There's a small study, about 18 sorties. Well, and that makes sense, too. Sorry, a cardiac arrest is when you'd want the AED delivered for a drone. Oh, okay. And less so for just a, a STEMI or non-STEMI, am I? Am I? All, the, all the flights were in good weather. Uh, the study authors also suggested that developing a drone network might be just as costly as expanding EMS services, as you, <laughs> as you imply. So that they were, you know, sort of more numerous and closer to victims. And being simulations, no attempt was made to assess the out, actual outcome of using a drone-delivered AED for the patient. So, we should just uh, put defibrillator, prophylactic defibrillator pacemakers in everybody. Hey, <laughs> yeah, because that'll save money. <laughs> yeah, I think probably everybody's walking around with a defibrillator in them. It'll be fine. If you looked at the rates of like adverse outcomes of implantation, you'd probably. <laughs> 
Not to mention MRIs would go out of business. And, <laughs> well, they, there's MRI safe pacemakers now. Not only that, but uh, I've been reading about how mo- Oops, sorry. Jesus Christ. I dropped, I dropped my Play-Doh. <laughs> <laughs> For those listening at home, we all have Play-Doh in our hands and we're making assorted things. Because fidget spinners are lame. Yeah. The, um, well, and the other thing I read about is how um, medical implant, medical device makers don't routinely... Um, engage in any sort of uh, security practices for against hacking and things like that. So many pacemakers that are in the field right now could be potentially the target of hackers. So if everybody had one. Yeah, that's oh fun, God. right? I mean, that Anonymous awesome. is already in my toaster, so why yeah. not my pacemaker? <laughs> Who's in your toaster? Anonymous. The hacking. The hacking. Anonymous. You, own a much, you own a much nicer toaster than I well, do then. Like everything nowadays has a chip in it, which can be hacked. Like what was it? The DNC had uh, infiltration through their freaking... Um, coffee machine. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, oh. they they um, submitted like a package through the coffee machine, which was hooked up to the Wi-Fi for whatever reason, and then they're able to use that connection to get through all the other computers on the network. Maybe well. that's been my. So I was gonna ask somebody. My toaster. Does anyone else's toaster when they push it down and then the bread pops up and it like gives a green flash? <laughs> Is that just my toaster? Has it been taking a picture? Is that from a a light bulb, or is it just like a green flash that surrounds it? No, coming out of the toaster, kind of like a big green spark. I think you might need a new toaster. I'm gonna gonna go on a limb there. And I just want to say for the fact that toaster from from stuff etc. Our wedding. (laughs) No, it's the discount Target brand. Oh, and for the fact checkers at home, I know most of the hacking was done through John Podesta, but they did have infiltration through their freaking coffee machine. Well, there you go. If you want to, if you want to call in and correct uh, Patrick in yeah. vehement, internety terms, feel free. See, our hobbies and methods will, will still will, include conspiracy theories. I will the play better the troll, or the bigger the troll, the better. I so. will play your your That's troll comments on the show. <laughs> uh, throughout human history, guys, the act of naming something has a quasi mystical power. Uh, meanwhile, patients and doctors everywhere struggle to get their kids and patients to eat healthy foods. Did I, how did I say where, that right? Where are we going with this? Day? Meanwhile, <laughs> I thought you were talking about I feel like a lecture is coming along and I'm not ready for it. Me, let me, I'm going to restate that because I'm not sure I said that. Meanwhile, parents and doctors everywhere struggle to get their kids and parent and patients eating healthy foods. Here's how this plays out in my house. Last night, my wife served up a big bowl of something called, you know, we call spinach to my children who looked upon it with strong skepticism. <laughs> they tried this uh, so-called spinach, as they are generally required to do when we have dubious foods in the house, and predictably, they didn't like it. My daughter, in particular, made a face that looked like she'd just eaten cubed blood. Uh, I loved it, by the way. Oh, Cubed like, blood? I don't. I, You've oh, never had cubed never blood had, before? Yeah. Is that legitimately a thing? Because no, I'm, I'm very just gullible. totally just... Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you can, there is... There is... You can, you can eat... You can buy blood. There is a thing, yeah. There, That is a food. I, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like... Yeah, it's like jellied, like congealed blood. It's gross. I mean, you yeah. can order, like you can order deer placenta Whoa. online, and, like <laughs> spice up your meals with that. All right, so <laughs> the world is a strange place. Sounds delightful. It is. Continue, Dave. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I hope the they internet. collect those placentas after delivery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do a quick little experiment here. I'm going to distribute some uh, some some cups that contain a food. Oh no! And, no, as I do. Uh, you can read medication. its name off the side. So I'll oh, just uh, so give this to Kylie. That's yours. You can go ahead and read it as I give it to you. Healthful raisins. Uh, let's do this one. I've been terrified to for Patrick. this entire oh, to year. That to Matt. 
This is. Do I read it? Yeah. I, I go just ahead. got regular. I just got raisins. It says raisins. Okay. No, they're not helpful, one. I guess. I've got slamming raisin dop poppers. Yeah. Your handwriting needs work. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> you could be a doctor, Dave. Pass that to Tim. I, you know, oh. you picked the one food that Jesus, I absolutely Dave. despise. What does it say there? Do I have to say this? Yeah. Uh, turds. <laughs> yes! I knew it was going to be poop jokes. <laughs> oh, which of these, looking at these, which of these uh, do you feel, which of these names do you feel more likely that you would cons that you would consume? None of them. I know they're raisins. <laughs> <laughs> um, it depends on the age range. I think kids would probably definitely go for Pat's uh, Slam and Raisin mm. Poppers. <laughs> But, and surprisingly, Pat won't go for it as childish as he raisins. is. Yo. Uh, Ouch. Where's That's the, fired. The, I'm going to go into my safe space and cry now, okay? Uh, all the about you, hipsters you, you, would go for this helpful raisin. Helpful raisin. Helpful, helpful <laughs> uh, I'm going to go on a limb here. and. I mean, I, I would say if turds didn't mean turds, it would actually be a better name for raisins, I feel like. Okay. I think it just sounds better. Okay. And Matt, like phonetically, it has yeah, a nice ring to it. Yeah, it, it's one syllable. It's yeah. straight to the Let's point. Let's get some turds, guys. <laughs> Matt, uh, it says raisins. Dave, what do you want me to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I eat raisins. I like raisins. It sucks being the control, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to eat those, by the way. If oh, they no. were called They're not, raisin I, hell, I, I, I did touch them with my hands, but I had washed them. Oh, okay. So Stanford researchers did a study at the university at their university cafeteria in which they gave. Quote, seductive names <laughs> to veggies like sizzling beans and they couldn't have used oh, the, like appetizing sorry. names they had to use the word seductive twisted or. citrus glazed carrots I don't know you know I would eat those so fast <laughs> bondage zucchini like what do I what? <laughs> submissive cantaloupes <laughs> yeah. dominatrix mean, tomato they, <laughs> they use the word seductive I don't, like, I don't know well, what to I'm tell immediately you. thinking sexual so maybe it's a Swedish thing I can't tell you <laughs> The, the, those so they also tried names that they got were, a lot of problems. Okay. <laughs> they also tried names for the cucumber that were meant to emphasize healthiness, like with labels like you know wholesome or healthful or whatever, mm. and basic labels like just carrots. Uh, those with more indulgent names uh, saw an increase in sales by twenty five percent over basic labels. Uh, seductive names sold better than those labeled with so called healthy restrictive names, like carrots with sugar free citrus dressing by. 41%. And so, and seductively named veggies, seductive, mm. were eaten 35% more than those labeled with healthy positive names like smart choice vitamin C citrus carrots. Tasty. Uh, so Smart. I don't want to make smart choices. You can. I think that's the problem. Yeah. Nobody, wa nobody wants to make smart choices. Give me the stuff that'll clog you, my arteries. That's if you named carrots beer, I would drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I, for, and that's the problem. I... I I feel that the problem isn't necessarily with naming things seductively. I think vegetable names in general suck as they are. Like spinach. The name spinach. It doesn't sound nice. It sounds <laughs> like something that was named this is, by this someone. It was a traumatic who's... night in the Eller yeah. household the other night, wasn't it? Spinach sounds like it was named by someone who's very angry at, at leafy greens. And and have your German kids actually person. never eaten spinach before? No, they've. Eating it, they just never like. We we oh. the policy is they have to keep trying it until they like it. They don't have to eat the whole <laughs> the thing. The science does show that you have to try something <laughs> yes. up to seven times before you really develop a taste for it. And we are a science household. Um, broccoli, broccoli. It's great for everyone. Actually, that I is kind broccoli. of a crazy no, name though. Just I love broccoli, but think about the name. 
broccoli. It sounds like you or you could do it like oh, a, no, Italian way. Italian like, broccoli is a broccoli. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> now then it has that like foreign little zing to it that makes mm. it all attractive to everyone. I don't know. Cabbage. Do you like Italians, Pat? Cabbage. Maybe. Sounds like something you've been carrying a long way and you just want to put down and walk away from. <laughs> Cabbage. I know that. See, there you go. Yeah. You've you've made it sexy yeah. without throwing all these weird like terms in front of it. All right. Well, I'm just saying that my takeaway here is that people are like we're like just like rats in a maze. You just change the name a little bit and we're like, oh yeah, well, that does sound good. <laughs> so, but like, people should just eat some damn vegetables. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were just talking about I like vegetables more than fruit. When I have to eat fruit, I'm like. Ugh, ugh, ugh. But yeah. I tried. Well, you should have seen, like, unfortunately. You're what we call an outlier. That was that, <laughs> in more ways than I've one. I've been called worse. <laughs> but that was a really this is a podcast, so yeah. you couldn't see Kylie's face when she was doing it either. And but that was a good piece of fruit you gave me before the the show. Yeah. See, I'm sharing is caring. But I think for me, it's vegetables are good and nutritious, and I'm trying to practice what I preach to patients mm -hmm. in expanding my own. Uh, taste for things. Broccoli was just recently. I tried it again and was like, "Yeah, this isn't too bad." Now I eat right. broccoli. Just covered yeah. in cheese. <clears throat> oh, although I think with food, like it's it's food, but then it's also like not just food. I think food has a very strong emotional sure. and cultural and familial aspect to it. And yeah. so, just asking, you know, patients or ch children to eat something different, it's like, "Well, Dad, you, you you've been giving us junk food this whole time, and now you want to give us healthy food. What's up?" You know, Kylie. <laughs> Oh, God, Kylie. <laughs> what in God's name? <laughs> what did you just make with that? I was trying to make a hat like Pat, but... That is not That a is hat. not a hat. <laughs> that looks like something... It, looks like it sounds like you could put a Jimmy hat on it. <laughs> You're editing this out, right? Leave it in. No. Leave it in. Oh. You, this is under, like, what, the explicit rating, right? I did change it to E lately. Is now a bad time to ask what a Jimmy hat is? It's a condom. Yeah, it is. It's a bad time. <laughs> I've never heard that before. Hat I have actually never heard the term Jimmy hat either. A hat, a hat for your Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, I, I never called it Jimmy either. Oh, my you God. You haven't called God. it Jimmy? I have. I feel like we're embarking on incredibly wait, wait, new Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, let's stop. Do, wait, don't you guys name your penises? Tenemate. <laughs> Tenemate. JK. What is it? <laughs> no, you cannot back out of it at this point. <laughs> We're we're uh, we're cutting all this out, but <laughs> I think I'll stop at the word Jimmy. Okay. Moving on. So five minutes later. Oh, gosh. Why do we always have to do so much editing on the shows I'm in? I don't think it's you this time. Okay. I think it was the mention of the Jimmy hat and then the direction yeah, of the conversation. I, I regret that choice I made. Though it is your fault because you made the penis. Yeah. That was clearly, come on. That was not a hat. It was a hat. It was not a hat. It, a had, hat. it had a, never mind. All right. Safe sex is important. It is yes. important. We should talk to our audience about that. Yes. We have. We have. As a fake medical educator, I like to give you guys all the practice you can get with the kinds of complaints you'll see from patients. How will you respond to the patient with abdominal pain? When somebody comes to you with a big with big toe pain, what will you ask in order to get a good differential? How is your symptom pursuit? Do you offer a glass of water to a crying patient who's just admitted to an embarrassing condition? Hmm? That's what I'm looking for. As I often do when I run out of ideas for this week's show, I have visited the saddest place on the internet, Yahoo Answers, to get a real life, to get some real life health questions from real life people. BT dubs, it would be foolish to uh, construe what we're about to say as medical yes, advice. Yeah. 
Yes. Shall Am we pergnant? Shall we <laughs> pergnant? Shall we hit our first uh, question? Here yes, we, please. Hit it. Here we go. Is it normal to have blue bujers? <laughs> I just picked my nose and a blue snot ball just appeared on my fingertips. What should I do with I'm this? Sorry, what? Blue boogers? Boogers. Boogers. <laughs> I thought he said blue balls at first. I was like, oh, God. Like, well, that sounds like a personal so, problem. I actually do have really personal experience with the blue boogers thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, please. It was kind of like a Scooby-Doo mystery because <laughs> the timeline <laughs> didn't line up. Uh, I was with some friends and I was like, oh, my gosh, my boogers are blue. And it w- Which you announced to the group, of course. <laughs> oh, of course. They're like my, my nearest, you know, dearest friends, my bosom buddies. Yeah, what's a, what's a little boogers between friends? Yeah, so I was like, whoa, they're blue. And because I probably brought something on, like did something that brought this on, of course I told my friends, I'm like, guys, help me figure out why are my boogers it's blue. That, it's all that pixie dust you've been snorting. <laughs> well, I've done that, but it ended up actually kind You're really of trying to make me flex my edit muscles. <laughs> Similarly... <laughs> Snorting then someone recalled the day before that I had been shoving peanut M&M's up my nose and uh, shooting them at people. Can I just ask this quick question? I find when that, did this happen? Uh, yesterday. I find <laughs> this. <laughs> I just, just it's important to understand the context. So this person, I mean, to laugh may just be sh- suffering from like a short term amnesia, in which case they don't recall putting some kind of blue object with very stainful dye. Stainful words. <laughs> it but, is now. Yeah. So the, the dye is like. It gets in there and it stays in there for a little while. You know, full marks to Kylie because she has a, a personal experience that she could share with the patient uh, to sort of d- build rapport, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do find it's hard to draw that line in clinic. Like when someone tells you something, how much do you identify as a person and share with them to normalize their experience? Uh, yeah. I have so, also had blue boogers and yeah. I understand. <laughs> So you're pain. telling us you have a bit of an oversharing problem, Kylie? No. I don't. And I it, tend I to not share it. I question one's clinical but... judgment if they are shoving blue M&Ms up their nose. Nah. <laughs> nah. So. Sorry, you a doctor? It was an earlier test <laughs> yesterday. Just saying, this person's probably not lying. There are ways to get blue boogers. All right. Uh, let's, uh, let's try the next one. Afraid I might have a tapeworm? My mom just passed a foot-long tapeworm and I am afraid I might be infected as well. We eat at a lot of the same places and I'm not able to poop big pieces at all. I'm really scared to poop. <laughs> wow. Oh, like, that's, that's so sad. actually really tragic. I know. Because yeah. pooping brings such joy. Yeah. <laughs> As a recent investor in a squatty potty, I will testify oh to that as well. God. Oh, does that work? Yeah, it's it's anatomically based. We learned during our first year of medical school. Yeah, it so, relaxes the muscle that forms a sling around your anal canal, and so it helps you release. Feces. And if you're lucky, it comes out as rainbow ice cream. I <laughs> I figured that that was just how it worked. Uh, okay, well, a tapeworm. Hmm. All right, tapeworms. Uh, what, what would you? What would you? How would you counsel this patient? Uh, there's a simple, there's a simple like drug regimen that they can give you to pass. But yeah, that's how they do come out. You do have to pass them. You do have to poop. And, yeah. And is it? I mean, it's something you get from contaminated food. Yeah. So it is possible. Mm-hmm. It's possible yeah. that yeah. she could get it because she and her mom eat at the same places. Yeah. Well, be a little bit more scrupulous about where you eat. Is what my advice would be. But also, it. Her and her mom living in close quarters. If there isn't like good hygiene being practiced at home, wash you your hands. Get that as well. well, well. Fecal oral. And oh. there's 
Yeah. yeah. And make sure you cook your meals completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's also a thing called the tapeworm diet, in which case on the dark night you can buy tapeworm, tapeworm infested things. And it's like you can a get thing. the eggs. Yeah. I mean, it's one and way ingest to them weight. in order to lose weight. Yeah. People have done it. And it's absolutely gross, but I it's mean, not good it, for you. No. Usually a parasite isn't healthy. Yeah. Unless it's a baby growing inside of you. It's well, even then it has its complications. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard of all the things that can go wrong with you? It could grow up to be Matt. I mean, oh god. <laughs> wow. Just use every opportunity to ping on these guys. Oh, but oh. if it's Tana May, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, I was hell yeah. I, I I was told I was a really good pregnancy, so I came out in one push, no. Did you? You didn't. You know, like, I'm free. free. <laughs> you Have you seen his serve in volleyball? I'm no. so proud. No, because like I'm pretty sure like I crossed my arms, so my shoulders wouldn't hurt my mom. So. And there were you're like you're like going down a water slide. How considerate. Yeah. <laughs> and there were no uh, no no uh, uh, what do you call it uh, that thing that happens when you want to throw up before you give birth. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, audience of one. I did <laughs> forget to mention we have an audience of one today. Uh, natural podcaster, Kristen. Right. Oh God, Christine. Dave. Christina. Christina, Catherine, oh Christina. Like, oh for two. No. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're trying to say there, Dave. Morning sickness. Oh, oh. isn't it, that an early? Yeah, that's yeah, early that's on. like a first. I didn't, I didn't phrase that quite right. I'm, what am I? I'm not a doctor. Did, did you give your mom a lot of morning sickness? Um, no, I, I would say her troubles with me didn't start till after I came out of her. All right. Nobody. Um, he gives her so, a lot of headaches now. Well, well, actually, no, no, no. So, like, I, I think within, like, the first month of my life, I had a lot of seizures. Oh. But I think I grew out of that, right. as far as I know. So Really? I've never seen you have one, so that's okay. reassuring. Yeah. yeah. We, can, we can confirm. As far as I know. I think you probably would I'm, know. So. I'm almost a doctor. Only three years away. <laughs> All right, uh, let's try this next one. I got rinse water in my nose from rinsing the dishes after I washed them. Do I have that brain amoeba? Uh, <laughs> Maybe, actually. I don't know. Depends on where I mean, you the live. damage yeah. is already there. But Were you uh, washing your dishes in like a if this woman is, pond? <laughs> this woman's going on, or person, I don't know if this is a man or woman going on, uh, Yahoo Answers to ask about... Brain, brain amoebas yeah. from the dishes. She might actually have a brain amoeba. I did. I did. Uh, I did not until just now think that she could be washing her dishes in a in a stagnant pool of water. I mean, we need more context. That's why mm-hmm. we as physicians need to ask more questions. So, so your first question would be, okay, well, was it a stagnant pool of water somewhere yeah. in like? Florida Are you having symptoms? What is the? Is there anything that's actually wrong with you? <laughs> what is the environment in which you did the dishes? Are you a hypochondriac? How the hell did you get the dishwater in your nose? <laughs> I mean, again, it's happened to me. I'm so sure. <laughs> um, what else? Any other quest follow-up questions you'd want to ask? No, because we did it turn your boogers blue? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you know. I don't think you can get. I'm going to go out on a limb here. With I have no medical knowledge, but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you cannot get brain amoeba from washing your dishes in a regular sink. Actually, that's I, why you have to boil your water for your neti pot or use like distilled bottled water because even tap water when you put it into your neti pot without taking proper precautions although i'm sure it's a one in a billion chance it could happen I'm, yeah i'm sure if you do it enough like you're you have a risk of exposure all right well let's so, uh so i guess we've uh we've determined that there are many ways that you can get brain amoeba don't do don't do your dishes 
All right, check and, it out. And swim in stagnant. Typically pools of found water. in bodies of warm fresh water, such as ponds, lakes, rivers, and hot springs. Also found in the soil near, near warm water discharge of industrial plants, and in unchlorinated or minimally chlorinated swimming pools. Flint, so. <laughs> nah, the lead kills it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the lead kills everything. Iowa, when I first moved here, I had I could taste the chlorine so much in the water. They use a lot. Let's visit this. Let's listen to this last uh, person's question. I fruit fly just landed in my wine and I'm now wondering if I should drink the wine. Would you drink the wine? Yeah. Is it safe? Yeah. It I took the critter the out and it appears to be unconscious. <laughs> but that's not the point. The point is that was the last of wine and I don't want to go out and buy more especially oh, since I just got back from the grocery store. And after I impart my words oh, of wisdom on Yahoo Answers, I'd rather kick back and watch my Netflix. Oh, my Tomorrow God. I have plans to go on a booze run for my dad, and when I do that, he lets me buy booze for myself on his credit card. I have money, it's okay. just that booze always tastes better when someone else buys it. <laughs> what should I do? I'll, Drink I'll... the wine because I've been looking forward oh, to it all day and hope it's safe or just chuck it. My first response would be, what would you do? Shut up, please. Dave, I knew this day would come that if you played enough Yahoo Answers questions, that one day you would finally get mine. <laughs> and there it was. I, w I won't lie that I was thinking of you. I took, the, I took the fruit fly out of the wine, and he was wasted. <laughs> He's unconscious. He's such a lightweight. Well, and I drew on his face with a Sharpie. Make sure you collect his wings at the door so he can't fly home. Uh, I'm gonna, First of all, I have many questions personally, but what are your questions for this person? I mean, I feel like she hasn't let, left much to the Have you ever felt the need Why to cut back on your drinking? <laughs> Yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> Why did you assume it's a she? Uh, I didn't. I just sort of picked a random voice and it became a she. Well, oh, yeah. So uh -oh. it's because the voice. I just wanted to know. Yeah. If you were She's going to get all stereotyping on you. It could be. I could be. I unconsciously selected a woman's voice, though. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a computer. I mean, men drink wine too. I assumed that the last person was a woman because of the story was about dishwashing. So, <laughs> oh god, my god, that's, a, that's uh, one more for the edit. No, I think Dave. No, that's, that's, I that's want that in. Oh, I want the world to know who Matt Wilson is. Sorry, oh. it's just too easy to to rile Kylie up over here. She it does. really is. It's super easy. It is <laughs> not gonna. You lie. know, I'm a woman and I wash a lot of dishes, so I almost can't be maddened by that, but. I just, Could, can you not be maddened by that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the verb for when you, you know, play a lot of Madden and <laughs> see, I know, I know masculine things. All right. And yeah. you're not a bro. Mm. Uh, I have questions for this person, but I want to know what your questions are. Do they want to hang out sometime? I would, I would cage this person because they, which is the acronym for the questions you ask when you're trying to figure out if they are, have problem drinking for okay. those who don't know. Right. Uh, because I don't, there's like more in there about plans for buying more booze later than there was about like what is the, yeah. What is the problem? Yeah, is this yeah. wine? Is there's this clearly a preoccupation. wine a problem? And why is, why is dad buying the wine on his credit card even though she has money? Or he. Or, 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 or he. <laughs> Well, the parents are enabling, so then that's more mm, like, yeah. you know, that's like group A lot of problems session. here, a lot of problems Is here. this an is underage drinker? Could be. Could be. No, if she's buying it but putting it on his credit card, she still has to be of age. True. Or have a fake ID. Probably depends on the state, but I mean, yes, that's true. Uh, there may be more, str I don't know. Is this even an American caller? True that. We could, we don't we're know. stipulating a lot of things here. It's true. She was very articulate, so I'm guessing no. 
Yeah. <laughs> you think it's all fun and games to like cage someone until I just finally had to actually do it in like real clinic. Oh, that's fun. And it's very uncomfortable because I feel like I had just as many yeses as they did. <laughs> uh, okay. That's for, we should go through what the acronym cage means. Yeah, is it, what is it? Go for it's, it. So C is, uh, if you ever felt the need to cut back okay. on your drinking. Mm-hmm. What's A? Patrick, yeah, we're gonna go around. Oh God, please no. I don't know, I would assume it's like, have you ever been ashamed? Yeah, it's uh, annoyed. annoyed by somebody no. commenting on your drinking. Mm-hmm. I don't use the cage, I just go straight to the, do you have a problem drinking? G. <laughs> What's G? Guilt. Oh yeah. Oh, do, you right. feel do you feel guilty, guilty about your drinking? And E would be are you excited? Eye opener. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, an I need to drink in the morning to have as an eye And and so is it any one of those? Or two um, or more or how does that One or more raises <laughs> I'm asking the need for a friend. For, one or more raises the need to ask more questions. I see. And I think two or more is concerning for a problem. Yeah, it's like a it's a screening. It's a screening for like alcohol dependence or abuse. There's like a whole different set of questions based off of the DSM. Well, uh, so the doctor does not like to hear that eye openers are tend to be helpful in cases of hangovers. Oh yeah, that would be just starting to drink again makes it feel better. Yeah, first of all, that just puts it off. We all know that. Yeah, but. All right. Well, uh, thank you, uh, visitors from uh, Yahoo Answers. Appreciate your sacrifice and joining us on the show. Question, Dave. Yeah. Are those all current questions that you pull up, like recent sort of things? Yeah. Are people still using Yahoo? Yeah. <laughs> Even after... I thought they were like out of business or something. What happened? No, no they were they, bought by Verizon, were, I thought. Yeah, they were, uh-huh. they were in talks to be bought by Horizon. I'm not sure if that fell through or not. But well, the Russian hack or the hacking thing kind of... Drop the price substantially. Uh, that much. Oh, you said in talks, but I heard like in talks. Intoxicated. Yeah. And I was like, damn, Yahoo, got skill. <clears throat> They're in talks. Well, the way they run their company, they are intoxicated, <laughs> but. Well, that is our show. Patrick, Kylie, Matt, Teneme, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me. You're quite welcome. And be, as, uh, as uh, Armand said, my friends. <laughs> yeah. Dave, I don't know why that was so amusing. The Hi, Dave. Pays me. And Dave's friends. <laughs> <laughs> I Maybe. come for the Plato, I stay for the talk. <laughs> uh, thank you, listeners, for making us a part of your week. If you like what you heard today, I'm begging you to leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews like the ones you will inevitably post now that I have abjectly begged for it help us to grow the show and feel good about what we're doing. If you don't like what you heard today, call your senator. Or if you have a suggestion for something we should talk about or seek barely informed, sleep-addled advice, you can send those things to theshortcoats at gmail.com or leave a message at 347-SHORT-CT. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine Student Government and the Writing and Humanities Program. Our executive, produ- our executive producer is Jason Lewis. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox. And our closing music is by Argo Fox. Talk to you in one week. 